I am the fastest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 130 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The Incredible Bulk! <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Hey, <laughs> in my pants. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to know about all that. You've already told me some horrific things this morning that I was not wanting to hear. <laughs> well, it is true, bro. You know, because when you get older, you got to really pull those suckers when you're trying to shave underneath. Why are you shaving underneath your balls, man? Because they got to be smooth, baby. Are you going swimming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Phelps in the you, day, baby. You feeling inspired? You want to go, go compete in the Olympics? What's <laughs> that's going on? That's right. <laughs> you shave all the hair off. Yeah, well, you still got some up here and, and there. Uh, that's not nut hair. You got to get rid of your eyebrows, too. Nice. <laughs> no, nah, man, y'all, y'all told me to stay away from the scissors, so I, I don't use scissors anymore. <laughs> I use the blade. Okay. Straight edge. <laughs> Does it sting when you shower now? <laughs> no, not really. You know, because you, after you, you do that, you got to put the aftershave on there. You know, you put oh. that, <laughs> that's where it burns. I'm not sure you want aftershave on your taint. Man. You're like, ah! <laughs> And then when you're done, then you put the, the you know, you've seen the, the Nomad Barber, how that guy puts that cream on his face and makes it all smooth. You put it down there, too, so it feels really good. I don't need to know how smooth your balls are. That's <laughs> a bit much. The problem with that, though, is, man, you know, you, you're rubbing them, boys, and you're putting that stuff on there, you might give yourself an erection, so you got to be careful. <laughs> Welcome to Comical Podcast. <laughs> uh, I am Justin Corbett, and this is Miguel Garza. <laughs> Thanks. What, you want to start over? <laughs> the, the infamous Miguel Garza. I figured you needed to know, bro. The world apparently needed to know. Yeah, you got to yeah. take care of the boys. Uh-huh. Because when you get old, you got to start stretching the skin and stuff, you know, do the goat. <laughs> the brain. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. I apologize for not making through your signing yesterday. I was working, since you know how that goes for us. Yeah. And then after that, I went out and cut the grass and about nearly died. But you know, hey, <laughs> it's okay. Signing went pretty well. Uh, we had about 40 people come by or so. Sold a bunch of variant covers, which I wasn't really expecting. But uh, James Linares's cover and Chris Ryder's uh, print actually were very popular. Hmm. And uh, we sold a lot of those. We sold most of the rest of our T-shirts. I think we only have one 3X left. <laughs> All the other ones are gone. Jesus, you got some fat fans. Well, no, we don't. That's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I've left is the 3X. Uh, and then, of course, we sold a bunch of the regular issues. So it was great. We made some new fans, uh, got some new readers, a lot of feedback from people. People would sit in the shop and read it and talk to us about it afterwards. Okay. A lot of people really liked the scene where the boys flip each other off. They thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was all around a great experience. Thanks again to Uncanny Comics for hosting us. That's uh, you gave him a shirt. Yeah, well, he backed the Kickstarter. That was the shirt he got from the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. uh, Joseph, the guy who owns Uncanny Comics, is just a super nice guy. He did a lot to help us. Did a lot to promote the book, and then uh, even bought us pizza, which was really cool of him. So wow, it was a it was a fun day. Man, that's that's a, see, I told you he's a cool guy. Yeah, well, he didn't have to tell me. I knew he's a good, he's a good guy. I knew him before you knew him. <laughs> you, know, you walked in the store like an hour before I. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> the bulk strikes again. Is that your new nickname? No. Bulk? <laughs> we can make that happen. Bulk to Cleese. <laughs> Old bulky gold balls. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was trying to play on that crap because you you dubbed me old gold balls, so I had to like, you know, you want them shiny, goddammit. I'll show you shiny. <laughs> now I got to get some gold chrome. Yeah, you're going to spray paint them gold? Witness. Oh. You should do it and then post pictures on Twitter. 
<laughs> I'm going to get banned off Twitter. No, you can post whatever you want on Twitter. There's no uh, no stipulations about that kind of stuff. I'm going to get banned from my house. You can get banned from your house. <laughs> you can get banned from this house, too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll laugh about it, at least. <laughs> hey, I should create a whole Twitter name called Old Gold Balls, and just, like, the picture would be a picture of my balls covered in gold paint. Do it. And then, like, that, like every day there's a new picture of the ball facing a different way. You know, you could become a, a viral thing. You know, it sounds like a virus, but you, know, <laughs> uh, you could become super popular from that. I don't know if I want to be popular from my sack. I mean, it is a gorgeous thing, but still. People get popular from less, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into things. Other than my sack. Yes, other than your sack. What were your top two favorite comics this week, Miguel? Number two, Amazing Spider-Man number 16 by Dan Slott and Giuseppe... Carmen Cooley. Thank you. I can never say his name. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I like Dan Slott's run on Amazing Spider-Man. This is really good. I mean, how he's trying to figure stuff out. And uh, the guy is like, I don't know what the hell he's doing, bringing people back to life or doing some weird shit. Well, it's the Jackal. Yeah. You know, what you call me? No, it's, it's Spider-Man's oh. villain, the Jackal. He okay. creates clones of people. Yeah, I didn't know so what the hell. what he's doing is he's creating clone body parts of people and then using them to replace the damaged or sick body parts that people have. And it's... He's, uh, he's working through like a shell company and trying to represent himself as a good guy that's helping these people. But what I really think is happening is that he's creating clones of these people and then just not replacing the body parts, but replacing the actual people with clones that he can control. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, it's amazing the body snatchers type crap. Right. And that's probably what it is. And then the sick or injured people are probably dying. Yeah. You know, he's probably not taking care of them. He's done a lot of clone stuff in the past. I mean, the whole Spider-Man clone saga was because of him. Uh, it's nice to see the Jackal back, but I'm kind of worried we're going to get the same old thing. But that's not the main reason why he's back. The main reason why that's put in this story is because you saw Anna Maria and you saw the robot. Right. I'm pretty sure it exists that's how, solely so that Doc Ock can regrow himself. Yeah, yes. that's, he's coming back. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know it's going to happen eventually. I think that's why the Jackal stuff is appearing now. Right. That's cool. About freaking time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be nice to see like Doc Ock come back in like, full health, you know, like a fully regrown, at, a, at its prime kind of body. Which is probably what he will make happen. Yeah, but I like to see him come back and be superior again. <sighs> well, he's not going to come back as Spider. Oh, he could though, couldn't he? Uh, uh-huh. He could have uh, he could have him build Spider Man's body and put himself back in there. That'd be an interesting storyline. Ooh, that'd be really cool. I don't know if they're going to do that, but yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. They're probably just going to rebuild Ox body and mm-hmm. put Ox brain back into Ox body. But I liked it. It showed Parker trying to be a good, you know, doing his thing and uh, Jameson's dad, you know, and all the crap going on. So. It's interesting. I mean, I love Spider-Man. It's one of my favorites. What was your number two? It was was pretty good. Uh, My number two was Birthright number 18 from Josh Williamson and Andre Bresson. Uh, We finally get to see more of Brennan. You know, he's started to develop these magic powers, and he's pulled the uh, Nevermind out of his brother, Mikey, which he didn't know was going to kill him. Like, he thought he was pulling Lore's essence out of him and was going to save him, but really, it's like a cancerous tumor that unless you defeat it the right way, will kill the host. So now Mikey's about to die because this thing was removed, and... Brennan is like an amateur. He shouldn't have the power to fix it. He shouldn't have the power to put the Nevermind back into Mikey. But he does. He figures out how to do it. And he saves his brother's life. And he reattaches this evil spirit to him. And at the same time, you've got the two mages upstairs fighting. And uh, all kinds of chaos is going on. Yeah, the grandfather. As soon as the Nevermind is back in Mikey, Mikey's back to full strength. Even picks up some kind of weird flaming sword and runs up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm here now, bitch. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was really good. I'm excited to see what comes next. I mean, it's Josh Williamson. What's not to like? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I couldn't pick that in my top three this week because Josh is a big guy. You know, I like him a lot. And so it shows favoritism. So I had to go a different way this week. That's why. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I talk about Nailbiter all the time because it is my favorite series on the stands. Uh-huh. And that hasn't changed. 
but Birthright, it, it's really good overall, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I feel like Nailbiter is consistently good month after month, and Birthright is like really good, and then it kind of like falls into a storytelling niche where like he has to explain things, yeah. but it's not super action-packed or it's not super interesting. It's just because the, they're different types of stories. Mm-hmm. And you know, every once in a while, you get an action-packed issue like this one, which is great, but sometimes you get issues where not a lot's going on, and there's just a lot of talking and a lot of exposition, and it's good, but it's not good enough to be in our top. Yeah, I just try not to make everybody believe, you know, oh, this guy is just a Williamson Homer or he's a freaking Orlando Homer. So I'm not well, trying you, to be you, that way. You are. Well, well thanks. <laughs> I know you are. No, but, you know, I want to give other books a chance. So I tried to, you know, mix it up a little bit this week. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you just got to pick whatever you truly believe is the best and talk about those. I honestly had six books written down. Really? I really wish I could have talked about all six. It got really hard for me. I, I really like what I'm reading here now. DC has been surprising me so much. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Rebirth. But then Marvel has gotten a couple books that has my attention, and I'm just so, man, what's going to happen next? But I'm enjoying it. It's just very hard for me right now. And I guess I don't look at books the way you do since you write them now. Uh, You have a different take on it or how you look. I mean, seriously, you look at it a little bit different than what I do. I look at it as like a big-time fanboy, I guess, or a a kid that still remembers Spider-Man as being his ultimate hero and wanting to be like him uh, and crap like that. And, of course, Birthright appeals to me because it's all magical and stuff like that, and this kid Dungeons and Dragons and crap. So, you know, I'm weird. You still got to watch Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. That's, that's if, coming if, up. If you're real, I mean, and as much as you're into the magic stuff and, and D&D and, and shit like that, you're going to love Stranger Things. Like, uh, just, this is just a, a PSA for anybody out there that hasn't watched Stranger Things on Netflix yet. You must do it. It is the best thing to come out of 2016 in any sort of medium. Like, I, I love so many TV shows, so many movies, so many comics. But seriously, Stranger Things is at the top of my list of my favorite things from 2016 so far. It's so amazingly good. And it's only eight episodes, so you can knock huh. it out in like a day. Is PSA like LSD? It's a public service announcement. I know what it is. I had to figure it out. I was like, what the hell, PSA? Oh, public service announcement. Okay. <laughs> what was your number one book? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you talked me to picking this up because I read the story, what it was going to be about, and I thought, I'm not going to read this shit. I don't want to pick it up. I'm buying enough books as it is. But I picked it up, and I loved it. All-Star Batman number one, Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. Yeah, it's my John number- freaking Romita Jr., man. It's my number one as well. Uh, I was really impressed with it. It's definitely a new story with Two-Face. Most of the Two-Face stories kind of fall into the same pattern. He's not a character that's you know very impactful in a lot of Batman stories. But uh, now there's this thing where he's taken over Harvey, Harvey Dent again, and he's made a call out to everybody saying, I made a bet with Batman that he can't get me from point A to point B. He's trying to go to this house that's of some sort of importance to the two of them. And uh, he's told everybody out there, if you can stop Batman and free me before we make it to this house, I'll give you a million dollars. Or, no, not even that. He said he'd give him, like, his fortune or the fortunes of all the mobsters in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like, he had information the on... The top five mobsters or something like that. Yeah. He had information on everybody. So, of course, the top five mobsters are sending all of their best goons after him because they want either Two-Face silenced or Batman stopped. Uh, you know, the Penguin's definitely throwing his hat in the ring because I think he wants the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the freelance agents that just want to take out Batman and get that money. Now, he'd have made it had he not got shot out the sky. And who did that shit was fucked up. Yeah. Well, Alfred betrayed him. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's more to that story. I'm sure his daughter's being held hostage or something. But, uh, yeah, Alfred betrayed him, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> the, the best part in the book, though, is Batman with the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's some great stuff in there. And then there's a, a backstory... Yeah. Uh, which is uh, drawn by Declan Shalvey. Mm-hmm. And I love Declan's art. I always have. Uh, seeing him draw Batman is so freaking cool. 
And of course, this is the story of Batman and Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke, if you remember, was one of the Robins in the We Are Robin storyline and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he's not a Robin. He's like his own character now. Uh, they, they haven't really named him yet, but he's wearing his own unique armor and stuff. And he's got a full face mask that covers his face. Uh, he's not a Robin, though. He's something completely different. I think Batman's training him to be another Batman. I think Batman's training him to be an equal of some sort, yeah. which is cool. Well, Batman's doing a lot of crazy things. As you know what he's doing with Nightwing. He's not... He's making Notwing do your own thing, dude. Yeah. Make your own damn decisions. I'm not going to be here to tell you what to do anymore. Which is kind of weird after all the, the push to reunite the Bat family. Yeah, we are a family. Now he's, now he's kind of pushing everybody away. Y'all right? was because the Joker fucked him up. Well, I mean, even after the Joker storyline, Batman pushed to bring everybody back together. You know, now he's kind of pushing everybody away again, which I guess is just the ebb and flow of comics. Like, you can't really do anything about that. But I do think it's really cool that Scott Snyder's writing Batman again, and I really dug the first issue of this. And I'm so over the moon that John Romita's doing the art. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a legend. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's just like, I pe- oh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you for telling me to pick that book up. It was, that's, it was my number one. It's great. Yeah, I picked up a copy, too. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So that was my number one. Uh, my pick of the week was a brand new book from Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker mm-hmm. called The Black Monday Murders. Yeah, I know that when I read it. I was confused. It got a 10 out of 10 on most of the review sites. Like, are they behind the scenes and shit going on? Are they causing all this crap? I could never write a story like this. Like, uh-huh. Now that I'm writing stuff, I realize my limitations. To craft a story that's this intricate with this many moving pieces and told in a very interesting visual way along with adding history elements to it and incorporating them in such a way that, you know, if you are somebody that's dedicated enough to go back and do the research and compare things, you'll, you'll get even more out of the book. I can't even imagine how long it took Jonathan Hickman to to put this book together because it is an incredible undertaking. It's the story of these families that are basically behind everything that happens in the world. They've been behind uh, every major banking event, every monetary event that's that's happened in the U S for the last like hundred years. Uh, they were behind the Great Depression. They were behind you know, the stock market crash. They were behind all of it. And they control the world through money. But money is not what's important to them. Like It's four people, and they're the pillars of everything. And uh, they've made some kind of demonic pact yeah. to make these things happen. And basically, their lineage is responsible for maintaining order and maintaining uh, the system that they've created. And every so, f- so often, a sacrifice is required, and they kill a guy and sacrifice him to the demons, but it has to be one of them that gives up their life. So it's, it feels a lot like Dying in the Dead. It's very visually very similar to that book, but the story is so much more intricate, and there's so many more moving pieces to it. It's not a book for everybody. Like I'll, I'll give you that. It's a book that's super demanding of the reader. You have to pay attention to everything. You have to read all the little cliff notes in the, in the sidebars. You have to read every little thing. But if you do, if you devote that much time to it, because it took me almost an hour to get through this book, which is a lot of time to ask from a reader. If you do that, though, your experience is so much more enjoyable, and it's just so different and so refreshing and so unique compared to anything else out there. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I think it deserves its 10 out of 10 because it's incredibly well-crafted. I read it in five minutes. Yeah, I know. You skimmed through it, and you were like, I don't get any of this. It's really confusing. No, I didn't skim through it. I read the entire thing, and it did take me a while, but I couldn't stop reading. I don't know what's really going on here, but I think they're responsible for everything, and I enjoyed it. I guess I got to see what happens in book two. Yeah, well, I'm I'm hooked. I'm definitely going to be reading the rest of it. So my pick of the week, since you want to skip me, you bastard. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Spider-Man Deadpool number eight. Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Deadpool's like, what can I see you? <laughs> Spider-Man was like all like, Spider-Man was pissed. 
I and Deadpool love, was creeping out on that. I love the new costume design. That was freaking awesome, wasn't it? The new Spider-Man costume is probably my favorite Spider-Man costume design ever. Uh, I mean, it's it's black and red. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to it, but it, it looks sinister. I mean, it looks more sinister than Venom did. Yeah. And he's ruthless. Like, he's finally throwing it all out the window, and he's like, fuck it, maybe Deadpool's right. Maybe killing these fools is the way to go. Yeah, he w- and, and Deadpool's like, <laughs> I love it, but I'm scared. <laughs> the interaction, I mean, Deadpool was like, what the fuck, man? I'm sorry, dude. Okay, I didn't mean to kill your tool of a boss. It was a good guy. Yeah, I love the book. I, I like that the dynamic between the two of them has been salvaged. Mm-hmm. Because I thought after Deadpool killed Peter Parker... Uh, I brought you back. And, and even, I killed even, you again. I brought even, you back. Even though he went and saved him from hell, I still felt like Peter was going to be like, okay, I'm done with you. I'm writing you off. Like We're never going to be teammates or whatever. But Peter actually, instead of going that direction, he sort of said, well, maybe you're right. I know your heart was in the right place when you killed me, and you did bring me back, so I can't hold it against you too much. But maybe your methodology is the way to go in this one particular situation. Mm-hmm. And he completely turned it around. And you know, most people don't like that. You know, most people are very, like, you watch Batman vs. Superman, and everybody's like, Batman doesn't kill. No, that's terrible. And, like, yeah, Batman doesn't kill people most of the time. <laughs> but you're looking at an older Batman who's been through some shit, and you don't know all the story that's led up to this point in time. And maybe Batman does kill people in the future because it's a really hard standard to live up to for 50, 60 years. Yeah, no shit. You know? You can't always be the noble, you know, above everything guy. He's not. He's the Dark Knight. He is the Dark Knight, yes. But, I mean, Spider-Man, even. Yeah. Spider-Man can't always be the the fun-loving, I'm never going to have a bad day, I'm never going to kill anybody, I'm never going to be ruthless guy. I mean, you can for a long time, and most of the time you're going to be that guy. But everybody has a bad day. Everybody has shit that goes wrong. Sometimes it becomes too much. You just went to hell and came back. Yeah. Like, I mean, that changes a person, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, haven't you been to hell? Well, you know, I live in Texas, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so cool about this and you're, you're making good points, is if you remember back in Superior, when Ock had Spider-Man's powers and he was fighting somebody, and he hit somebody like, holy crap, Parker was really holding back. Mm-hmm. Just because I tell you, man, Spider-Man can really fuck some shit up if he wants to. Well, we've always known that, but I mean, it is... And I, can't, and I, want, to see, I want darker Spider-Man. Darker Spider-Man and darker Deadpool together is going to be great. Everybody's rebelling against the dark and gritty, but I fucking love it. I, 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 I love the costume. Love like, I want to see more... I want to see more superheroes that are noble get a little edgier and, and give up that nobility because there's well, no, there's no place for it in today's world. You can't be a shining star in the, in the night sky in, in this, in this world, this world is shitty and dark and, yeah. and you have to get down on that level sometimes. So you want to see female Thor get dirty? She's gone. Isn't she? I don't remember. I think I thought male Thor was the only one back now. The unworthy. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we like him anyway. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know exactly. This cookie-cutter shit is done with, man. I, I like seeing the noble versions most of the time, but I also want to see the darker versions, and I'm happy to finally see, see that version of Spider-Man. I'm going to blame Steve Orlando for that. You know why? Why? Because he got me reading Midnight, and Midnight is one badass and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right, man. They, they got to they get dirty. It is Steve's birthday, by the way. So it Happy is. birthday to the great Steve Orlando. The great Steve. Uh, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Steve Orlando. Happy birthday to you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, his new book, Super Supergirl Rebirth, is coming out next week. And we're picking it up. Yeah, we're definitely picking it up. But we're going to have him back on the show sometime within the next month or so to talk about it. So I'm kind of excited for that. It's always fun when Steve comes back around. That's right. Uh, it's going to be a, like a Kevin Costner show of comical podcast. Three hours of Steve Orlando. Because you know that's what's going to happen. 
<laughs> quite, quite possibly. Uh, anybody out there that wants to support Steve, go pick up Supergirl Rebirth. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does with that character. And Midnighter's coming back again, so pick that up too. Yeah, Midnighter and Apollo. I think that comes out in October. Yeah. Anything this man does, y'all need to pick up. Just giving he's, Steve a, a little plug there. He's a genius. Yeah. So that's it for comics. All right. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that if you enjoy Comical Podcast and you want to help support us, which we do need support. We always need support. Uh, I think Miguel needs some testicular support. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> My testicles are fine. Keep sitting on them. <laughs> you know, now that they're smooth, I don't. They kind of roll. They slide out of there. <laughs> I'm good to go. Slide through, baby. That's horrible. But if, if you like Comical Podcasts and you want to help support us, uh, there are a couple ways you can do that. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comicalpodcast, and pledging uh, anywhere from a dollar all the way up to any amount you want. We do have some rewards on there. Uh, thank you to the few people who do support us, uh, especially Gabriel Salazar at Black Forest Comics. Like He's been month in and month out helping us pay our bills, and we really appreciate that, man. His new nickname is El Ojo, the eye. The eye? The eye. <laughs> he's going to give us the evil eye. <laughs> it's a Mexican thing. Okay. He'll get it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you want to support us, you know any, anything you can do really helps. Um, also, you can go to our Cafe Press site, which is cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast. And we have some T-shirts and some other cool shit up there. Uh, I do have some other designs. I've been working on them. Actually. We're selling shit? Yeah. Bags of my shit? Well, I mean, we can if you want. <laughs> I don't know who's going to buy that. <laughs> the, the shit maniacs. I don't know. Who, who, who are those people that like rubbing shit on themselves? What, what's that term? Fecophilia. There you go. You called me one of those, you bastard, not too long ago. Well, you know, if the shoe fits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, cafepress.com slash comical podcast. We got some good stuff up there. Nice. Uh, also, if you want to check out my comic, uh, we have a preview up on graybearcomics.com now, so you can read like five pages of the book, see if you're interested in picking it up. We do have digital versions up for sale, and we have physical versions, which we'll mail to you. Uh, for the Kickstarter backers, we have gotten everything signed and bagged and boarded. Um, we are getting, we're in the process of getting the correct size boxes to mail everything. <laughs> we, we ordered like 150 boxes, and they sent us the wrong ones. So they're too small to mail the shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw George making armor. So, yeah, we were, we were messing around with it. But we got to get the right size boxes, package everything. I imagine we'll have everything within the next week and a half or so. What's uh, in the box? But everybody should have it by mid-September at the latest. Same goes for anybody that buys the book online. You should have it by then. And then, of course, we're doing Amazing Con, September 9th through 11th, selling the book. I don't know if we'll be there as press or not. Still haven't heard back from them. But we will be there selling the book for sure. Uh, we're trying to do some more signings. I'll keep you guys posted as I have information on where we're going to be. So that's pretty much it for our plugs. Uh, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. And this week it's Miguel. Yeah, I know, because last week was me too, and I forgot. <laughs> you got two in a row this time. Well, I got a bunch of little stories to say today, because, you know, they're not very long. Said a little short and sweet stories. I'll start off with the lamest one. So I go to my DVR today to see Sharknado 4 because, you know, I haven't seen it yet. And I got to see it before I go into work because otherwise our friends going to give me shit. So I go in my folder open. I'm like, what the fuck is this? There's Love Alantula, which I know I've got to see. But there's some other movie called Big Ass Spider. And there's something called Ascano or uh, not Ascano, Spider something shit. It's some weird ass title with a spider name. And I'm like, who the fuck recorded all this spider shit and put it in my phone? We know who did it. My wife did. Then she sends me a, a thing on Facebook that says, hey, you know that over so many years of a human life, you digest 20 something spiders or something like that as they crawl in your throat every, in the middle of the night. Every year you eat like 45 spiders. I don't eat fucking spiders. Sure you do. No, I don't. Everybody I sleep with does. my mouth closed. They crawl in through your nose. They don't go. 
Nose plugs and duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I don't need to breathe. <laughs> Everybody eats spiders. You can't I don't need this. Who the fuck eats a spider? You know, they lay eggs in your throat, too. Yeah, that was the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. Ugh. I got to go get an annual spider checkup now. That, that creeped the fuck out of me, dude. I, I didn't go to sleep last night till like 2. Well, if you have cats, I don't think you have to worry quite as much. My cats don't do shit. They're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, that was a little spider story that freaked me out. Anyway, a cool funny story was when I was uh, in the car with the boys and the wife. We were coming back from someplace, and we were laughing and joking and being stupid. And religious got involved. You know, religious topic. We were talking about this, and I made a joke. And, of course, Brayton, the goofy kid in the back, is like, he's the young one. He's the, the idiot. You know, I like to call him an idiot because he's really goofy. He he's, he's right out there, and you're calling him an idiot. <laughs> I'm sure he hears you, and he's like, thanks, Mike. Yeah, he, really calls, he calls me an idiot, too. No, he's got my sense of humor. At least of, one of you is right. Nice. <laughs> he's getting my sense of humor. He's kind of developing. He's been hanging around me way too damn much. Anyway, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in that. I worship the devil. Like, what the fuck? And my wife's like making a face. Because, yeah, you know, I worship Satan and stuff. You know that guy named, uh, you know, uh, Ludacris. I worship him. You worship Ludacris, you dumbass? <laughs> you what, back up, motherfucker? You don't know me like that? <laughs> and Cameron's like shaking his head. You mean Lucifer, idiot? <laughs> so we just, yeah, Brayden, your whole theory of worshiping the devil just went out the window. We don't believe you now. <laughs> Ludacris. Well, maybe Ludacris is the devil. Did you think about that? I don't think so. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me <laughs> like that. <laughs> so when does the devil tell somebody to get back? He always telling you to come forward. No, he told God to get back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was that stupid-ass story. So I just started crying. I almost wrecked, actually. I started laughing because dumbass said he, pray- he worships a ludicrous. The other last story was yes, after working yesterday where I couldn't make your show, it was nice and cool, you know, because the rain was coming in. So I was like, shit, I got a chance to cut the grass. I need to cut the grass. So I'm using the lawnmower, and the flap doesn't stay up. You know, it doesn't have that thing to keep it up. So I, I want have- to get that checked, man. Nice. <laughs> so I use a uh, bungee cord. Not bungee cord. Uh, one of those... Things you use to tie stuff up in the truck. So I strap it to the flap and to the lawnmower, and I'm pulling. Of course, the grass is tall, so it chokes the lawnmower every so on. So i got to restart it. Well, when I pulled it the last time, the cord went back and got underneath the strap. I didn't realize that. And so the lawnmower died. So Brayden is standing close to me again, and Brayden goes, You killed it, man, because like, the lawnmower died. I was like, Shut up. And I pulled the cord and didn't pay attention. Well, the strap popped off. The hook came out, hit me on the finger here. As you can see, I'm completely bruised here. Cut me right here on the guts and like hurt me like shit. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> I mean, seriously, my freaking knuckle. I don't know if it's cracked or I don't think it's cracked, but it hurts like shit. Can't bend it. I'm cut under my finger. Can't wash my hair this morning because every time I touch this, it hurts like shit. And then of course the, scra- the scratch on my stomach. And Brayton is just laughing. I don't. You're the only Mexican I know who can get hurt by a lawnmower. <laughs> You racist bastard. I just got that. <laughs> you think I'd be talented at this, right? Yeah, you should be. No. <laughs> and then Brain's like, you're going to run over that hook. No, I'm not. But 20 minutes later, I ran over the hook, and I found it. I was like, here's the hook. It didn't do anything. We're good. And Brain starts laughing again. I'm like, shut up. But yeah, he was out there with me, helped me cut the entire grass. I appreciate the help, Mark. as I called him an idiot. So those are my three little, little jabs of my life, a little funny story. And I'll have another one probably for next week, because you know something bad's going to happen to me before then. Well, speaking of next week, we're, we're probably not going to have a show next week because <gasps> it's my birthday, and I am planning on doing jack shit. Uh, I'm going to sleep until noon. Okay. I'm going to eat some pizza. Okay. I'm going to watch a few movies. Okay. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing a single thing on oh, my birthday. Okay. I'll make sure I get my picture of my balls uh, laminated and sent to you for your birthday. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've been working really hard for a really long time, and I haven't had a day off in forever. So uh, I'm going to take my birthday off and just not do anything. So I apologize to everybody. There won't be a show next week, but we'll be back the week after, and everything will be back to normal. Dick. So. <laughs> I didn't take my birthday off. You were gone for two weeks. <laughs> it Dur- wasn't a day off. During your birthday. It wasn't a day off. I was actually doing stuff. Well, that's, your, that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went looking for, your, for this weight thing, man. This 60-pound weight's expensive. I know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's why I said if, if anybody wants to get me anything for my birthday, uh, either get me like a 40-pound kettlebell or some 60-pound uh, dumbbell weights because I've kind of outgrown my 50-pounders. They are expensive. It basically costs a dollar a pound. That's crazy. My 50-pounders were expensive. There was like 120 bucks for those two 50-pounds. Damn. But Man. I'd rather invest the one time than go to the gym every month for $30 a month or whatever. You know? Now I hear you. And I like working out of home. I don't like going to the gym and dealing with all the nasty, sweaty, smelly people and judgmental looks. And Well, stop giving the looks <laughs> and shower once in a while. <laughs> shower all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know you do, you bastard. So anyways, let's move on. Uh, let's go to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about some comics today. Okay, there's a couple things in comics. Okay. Uh, Sean Murphy, you may know him as the creator of The Wake, has signed an exclusive two-year deal with DC. And uh, following Scott Snyder's run on All-Star Batman, Sean Murphy's going to come in and take over the main Batman book for the next two years. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he does with the character and what interesting storylines he comes up with because The Wake was one of my favorite comics of the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Tim Seeley also signed an exclusive deal with DC. Now I'm excited. I mean, we, we read Revival from him, and he does Hackslash. Uh, the stipulation in his contract with DC is that he'll still be able to work on those two. Okay. So his independent stuff's not going anywhere. But uh, I have a feeling that if he's at DC, he's going to get a lot of the He-Man stuff. Oh, yeah. Since he's such a fan. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they put him on, what his new projects are. And hopefully we're going to have him on the show sometime soon. I mean, we've got his contact info. So yeah, uh, definitely going to reach out to him about that. Sweet. Um, let's see. And then speaking of DC one more time, July, they surpassed Marvel as the number one comic producer. I mean, they, they really they sold more than Marvel by a considerable amount. Is it because of the all, the all new the restart? I'm pretty sure Rebirth is a big part of that. Because um, I ain't going to lie to you, since Rebirth has started, a lot of these books have been great. As, as far as the top 10 selling books in July, DC had eight of the 10 slots. And uh, Marvel had Civil War issue three and Civil War issue four in the top 10. And everything else was DC. Wow. So Rebirth is really good. I, I don't think I've read a single one that was just like a total stinker except for maybe Batman. Um, but it's gotten better since the one. It's gotten a lot better since one, yeah. I even like the Wonder Woman one. Flash was great. Wonder Woman's great. Deathstroke's pretty good. I've heard Red Hood's really good. I haven't read that yet. Uh, Superman was good. Nightwing is fucking amazing. I like Nightwing. Suicide Squad was decent. Harley yeah. was really good. I've liked all of them. So I'm, I'm happy. You know, like I've, I've always been more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. But Rebirth is such an interesting idea. One of the best reboots we've seen in years. And uh, I'm, I'm really digging it. You? You know I have. I told you, I can't believe that I'm back on board buying so many DC books again. Yeah. And, like, Marvel's going to pick it up again. Trust me. You know they are. But I'm so glad that DC's busting ass right now. Yeah, me too. All right, so that's it for comics. What do you want next, movies or TV? I want some movies. Okay. Uh, well, the first thing's a sad thing, actually. Kenny Baker, the guy who played R2-D2 in the Star Wars movies, uh-huh. he passed away yesterday. I was wondering why I saw a picture of that. Yeah. I didn't realize he passed away. He'd apparently been sick for a really long time, and he passed away at the age of 81. So that's 
it's pretty old, especially for a shorter guy, because like they, they tend to have shorter lifespans and get sick more often. They're more prone to illness. Mm. Um, so, I mean, he lived a, a pretty long life, which is cool. He's legendary. He's legendary. He played one of the most important characters in one of the most important movie series of all time. So, sad. Very sad. Very sad, yeah. Condolences to his family. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, moving on, there's a rumor that Fox is considering Kyle Chandler for the role of Cable in Deadpool 2. I know Kyle Chandler. He, he's the guy from Friday Night Lights. That's right. Kind of a weird choice. Uh-huh. You, know, you expect Cable to be like kind of a bigger, uh-huh. more intimidating sort of guy, like really rugged. And this guy doesn't really have that. He's more of like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> like you look at him, you're like, eh, that's somebody's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of a weird choice, um, but they've been in talks with him apparently. So I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. There was a lot of people they're considering it, I'd imagine. Uh-huh. The more exciting news for me is that they're considering Mackenzie Davis for Domino. She plays Cameron Howe on uh, Halt and Catch Fire which is one of my favorite AMC shows. She's a fantastic actress. She was also in uh, that Matt Damon movie where he went to Mars, The Martian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she was the, the operator in the command center, the girl. You know, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you got to see The Martian. It's really good. I want to see it, but I never, I've never had a chance to sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's, don't bother with Sharknado. Watch The Martian. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but yeah, I love Mackenzie Davis. I think she's great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her as Domino. I think she's a great choice for that role. Come on, man. In Sharknado, Ian Zerlin goes... Viva Las Vegas after he vanquishes some sharks. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, it's not doing it for me. Nice. <laughs> uh, we saw the new Rogue One trailer this week. Yeah. Looks really good. Yeah. I'm excited for this movie. I- I'm stoked. This gr- I love how it looks, man. That last scene with Vader. <sighs> Got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I mean, there's nothing to it. He's basically standing in a, a room that has a red light and he's just breathing, but <sighs> that's enough. <laughs> Dude, when I saw Vader show up in the animated series, I was like, oh, it's fucking Vader, man. Yeah. The only thing that makes me more tripped out is watching Maul show up. That would be pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but. No, yeah. well, Maul's in the animated series. I'm like, oh, now if Maul winds up in the other series, I'm going to be like, what the hell? It'd be great to see Ray Parker reprise the role and actually talk a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know? That guy talks? I didn't think he talks. <laughs> At last, we will have a revenge on the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say three lines. Nice, yeah. I think uh, it's cut in half. Yeah. But I thought the new trailer was really good. That's going to be so great, man. That's going to make some money. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Marvel is changing Captain Marvel's origin for the movie. Oh, uh, we're talking about Brie Larson? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? I don't really know. Um, they say they're going to make it less similar to Green Lantern's origin because, you know, there are a lot of similarities between mm-hmm. how Captain Marvel gained her power and how Hal Jordan gained his power. I kind of agree with that because you don't want to you don't want to ever remind anybody of that other movie. <laughs> I was going to say because <laughs> Green Lantern was such a shit, we don't want to go that route. Yeah, I mean, people that don't read the comics probably aren't familiar with any other thing except for that horrible movie. So you don't really want to bring up those bad memories when they're watching it. Uh, Truth be told, Marvel has some very interesting origin stories for some of their characters, but when they do the movies and they change it up a little bit, they still make it very freaking interesting. Even if it's not the original way they got it, it's still kind of cool. I have total faith in them. I'm sure whatever they come up with will be really good. I mean, even if they do something like just injecting it with Kree blood or something. Nice. You know, it, whatever they come up with, I'm sure I'll like. The Living Planet's going to inject her. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must ask you a question. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Black Manta has been confirmed as the main villain in the Aquaman movie. I freaking saw that shit. I was like, oh, yeah. Who's going to play him? We don't know yet. Luke uh, Cage guy. 
<laughs> How did Mike Coulter play Black Manta? I did see that uh, what's his name who played Omar on The Wire uh-huh. was uh, throwing his hat in the ring. He'd be a badass Black Manta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw pictures of that too. Yeah, I just couldn't think of his name. I can't remember the actor's name, but Omar. I mean, if you watched The Wire, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Black Man is a bad some gun. Yeah, I, I, look at that. I got the goosebumps. <laughs> I hate freaking Aquaman, but I love Black Man. Well, I don't know. I think you might like Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna like this. This may change it, but he's still, Merman's still the best, you know. Yeah. But but Black Manta's the shit. I agree. Uh, let's see. There's a bit of casting news for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Michael Cernus, who you may know as uh, Piper's brother from Orange Is the New Black, has been cast as the Tinkerer, which is the second of the Sinister Six villains we're gonna see. That's such a bad name. <laughs> I'm what? a Tinker. A Tinkerer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me my Tinker toys. <laughs> oh God. No, uh-huh. he's, actually, he's actually a threat. You know, we, we know that the Vulture is going to be in the movie as well. So uh, we got two of the six villains. Still a long way to go. But they keep announcing new cast members every single week. So I don't know. Before long, we'll figure out who Spider-Man's all Spider-Man going to be a great movie. I think so, too. I like Tom Holland. So. I was surprised how much I liked him. Yeah. I think he's going to be great. The last piece of movie news is that, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's the most ridiculous piece of movie news, too. Fans are trying to organize a lawsuit against DC for false advertising because the Suicide Squad movie did not feature as much Joker as was promised to them. Uh, If you watch the trailers, there's a lot of Joker scenes that were cut from the movie, as well as a few Katana scenes and a few Boomerang scenes. And crazy, stupid fans are outraged that uh, the movie they saw was not as much of a Joker movie as they wanted it to be. It's not a Joker movie. Dumbasses. (laughs) Oh, my God. Get a grip. Well, I didn't get enough of the Joker. <laughs> People just like to complain. Yeah, I know. Come on. It's pretty oh, ridiculous. That is, that is, that, I don't even know what else to say on that shit. Go play your fun fair pop with the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous, uh, moving on to TV, Flash and Supergirl are going to do a two-part musical crossover episode next season. What? Yes. Why? I guess they just really want to jump the shark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're doing so good. There were so many good things going on in the Arrowverse, or whatever you want to call it, and they have to do a musical? They did that shit on Supernatural, too. You know, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Cra- Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom's show, mm-hmm. which is another CW show. Um, it's not the kind of show you would think that I would typically enjoy, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking funny. Seek's actually really good friends with her which is why I even gave it a chance. He was promoting it and saying how good it was, so I watched it on his recommendation. Uh-huh. And holy shit, it's a great show. It's a musical. They, they break in a song all the time, and there's really goofy, funny shit in there, and it's great. But that show's written to be a musical. You don't really need to add musical shit into superhero shows. Like, Are, there, are the producers and creators just completely oblivious to how it's going to be received? There's going to be some people complaining. <laughs> like CW already has at least two other shows that are musical-based. Why are they going to add more musical stuff to their you know, superhero punchy-punchy shows? Like, There's no reason to, to do that. All it's going to do is push their audience away. It's because musicals are hot right now. Are they? Everybody wants to see The Flash <laughs> and the Leotard. <laughs> are they? The hills are alive with music. <laughs> No, I must run. <laughs> Captain Cold. <laughs> Do not point your gun at me. <laughs> Dude. I am the fastest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty good at that. I'm kind of scared of you now. Yeah. Oh. What the hell? And they would do it with Supergirl because Supergirl is probably the campiest of them all. 
I mean, I could understand maybe doing like a Supergirl one-off musical episode because that audience is a little bit different than the audience on Flash. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Now, what happens if uh, they try to take this musical and run it into Arrow and Constantine? <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that Stephen Amell is, is down for that. I think he got he, hurt, actually. Did you see that? He posted something on Facebook. He got hurt or something. He got a cut on his nose or something. I didn't see that. Yeah, he posted he got hurt somehow. I don't know if he did, got hurt training or the show or whatever. He does a lot of stuff, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. This musical's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea all around. Granted, Supernatural's musical wasn't really about them singing. It was other people singing about the show. But that show's extremely campy to begin with. Hey. It is. Hey. I, I've not watched it regularly or anything, hey. but I've seen an episode here or there, or I've, I've seen at least trailers for it. It looks campy as fuck. They're so. fighting demons, man. They ain't nothing campy about fighting demons and trying to save lives. Buffy was fucking campy, too, and she was fighting demons, too. So Buffy was blonde. What does that have to do with anything? She's a girl. A musical episode and a campy show like that doesn't really bother me. Flash is not campy. Flash has been so comic booky. It's been so true to the comic. You watch it and you feel like you're in a comic book. You feel like the characters are acting like comic book characters. It just does not fit. Well, maybe this is going to be like because of the tone of the season coming up for the Flash. Like they're going to do this. And then, like, there's going to be a break, kind of like in the comics, how Deadpool flashes back. What timeline am I on? (laughs) (laughs) Flashpoint has happened. (laughs) I can't even say anything serious when you're doing that. (laughs) I wish I had the phone right now so people could see Uh, your face. It's going to be awful. I'm I'm really disappointed that they've chosen this. Like, I, I love The Flash. I am a huge fan of that show. And I'm really disappointed that they've chosen to do this. Joe, I don't love Iris anymore. <laughs> I want some Caitlyn Snow. Remember when we kissed? Oh, wait, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I took it from you. <laughs> I'm the fastest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, shakalaka <laughs> That's terrible. It's going to be bad. Anyways, let's stop. And you watch. You're going to watch. It's going to be like your favorite episodes of all time. I mean, I will begrudgingly watch it because I'm going to watch the entire season of The Flash, but I'm not looking forward to it at all. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, it was so great. <laughs> I mean... They could pleasantly surprise me, but, you know, if six months from now the episode airs and it's like, I am the fastest man alive, <laughs> come back and listen to this episode and listen to all the stupid shit I've just said. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow, this is really terrible. <laughs> 525,600 minutes. Run it in a second. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Okay, Matt, go ahead. Let's move on. Kevin Smith, though, is returning to direct an episode of Supergirl. This I season. thought he was doing a Flash. He's doing Supergirl. He's already done Flash. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do the musical. Uh, He's not doing the musical episode. He's doing an episode called Supergirl Lives, which is... uh, Origin? Well, he wrote a a comic script a while ago called Superman Lives Uh that didn't get used. So I think that there's some relation to that with the the storyline they're using in the episode. Because he wrote a big thing about it on one of the news sites about how excited he was to be able to kind of fulfill that storyline, just tweak it a little bit for Supergirl. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I like Kevin Smith a lot. I like his directing. I like his writing. So I'm sure it'll be good. We uh, remember the episode that he did with The Flash was awesome. Yeah, it was one of the best ones, actually. Yeah, so I can't wait. I mean, he's a fan, too. He loves superhero stuff. So He's going to save it after they do the musical. <laughs> if anybody can, <laughs> it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so moving on, you're going to lose your fucking mind over this piece of news. Sci-Fi has announced a couple of new series that they're working on. Okay. The first one is... Uh, Sharknado ongoing? No, the first one is Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, which you've probably never read. No. The second one is Grant Morrison's Happy. No freaking way. <laughs> Blue unicorn horseflies. Yes. Holy shit. 
Uh, if you remember, we talked about Happy as the as the issues were coming out. It was a four part miniseries about a police detective who saw a blue unicorn that told him what to do. Yeah, this is the part where I hated miniseries because this was the miniseries that really pissed me off that it was a miniseries because you wanted to go on. Yeah, because it was so good. Because remember the 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 horse or the jackass or whatever he is. It's like his daughter's like vision or whatever. Yeah, it's her imaginary friend, and uh-huh. it came to him. But it's funny as fuck. It's really, really good. Uh, I am beyond excited to see what they do with. I don't even like Sci-Fi Channel. Like, there's nothing on Sci-Fi Channel I want to watch. I ever. cannot believe they're doing this shit. But I will watch this show. Oh my god, that's gonna be it's gonna be so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be awesome. Blue freaking horse. Oh my god. They have to get somebody super serious to play the detective too. Oh god, who's gonna? <laughs> Uh, you got to keep me abreast and who gets... Uh, oh, I will. As soon as I have any information about Happy, we'll be talking about it. And oh. do yourselves a favor, guys. Go out there and pick up the, the graphic novel and I'm happy. It. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You will enjoy it. It's a little twisted, but it's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I'm what now? Man, who's going to voice the horse? I don't know anything about it yet. Huh? Huh? They just Eddie Murphy. It. <laughs> <laughs> they just announced it today. So. He'd be great for it. Sure, I could see that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I'm excited now. I am, too. Uh, let's see... Dolph Lundgren is going to be on Arrow this this season. Uh, he's playing a villain named Kovar. Wow. Kind of excited for that. You know I'm a Dolph Lundgren fan. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I must break you. I want to see Stephen Amell fight, <laughs> fight Dolph Lundgren. That'd be... How fucking tall is Stephen Amell? Not as tall as Dolph. I, mean, I was going to wonder how big of a gap is that going to be. That's going to be amazing. I agree. It's going to be cool. Uh, Lance Hendrickson has been cast as Obsidian in the Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be in the GLA as uh, Obsidian, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And then uh, Gray Damon has been cast as Mirror Master in The Flash. Which is cool. Very interesting. So we're finally we're finally seeing Mirror Master. He's the one that gets into the Batcave. Mirror Master is probably the most dangerous of all of Flash's threats. I mean, but he was the can, one that stole the information at the Batcave in that one uh, story. He's done a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. But Captain Cold is kind of regarded as Flash's main villain. But it always seems to me that he has more trouble dealing with Mirror Master than anybody else. Like mm-hmm. Mirror Master is definitely the most threatening of Flash's main rogues gallery villains. Did so, you tell me Grodd was going to come back? Yeah, Grodd's coming back in, in the season as well. Okay. Uh, hopefully not in the musical episode. Oh, <laughs> my God. Grodd eat banana. Grodd hate banana. <laughs> banana this, banana that. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Mr. Banana Man. <laughs> Shut up with the damn musical. Go on. Oh... It's going to be awful. What is this, ba- Banana Musical? <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to see Mirror Master a lot, yeah. actually. And then the very last piece of news is that uh, we got a new Luke Cage trailer. Yeah. And it looks awesome. Yeah. Great casting, by the way. Luke, that guy playing Luke Cage is amazing. Mike Coulter? Yeah. And it's so dark. It looks so cool. And the guy, like, everybody wants to be the king. That guy's badass. Yeah, he looks like a good villain. I like when he's oh. beating the shit out of the other guy and blood's just, like, splattering on his face and stuff. The shit they can do on Netflix, man. It's pretty brutal. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. Just from the trailer, I said it's going to be a great season, Luke Cage. And of course, Netflix got to have a hall fight scene. <laughs> well, September 20th is when it comes out. I, I can't wait. I'm going to binge watch it just like I did Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I mean, I'm really excited for the Netflix Marvel series. They're yeah, all it's gonna just be fantastic. Crazy. Yeah, you get to binge watch it. I get it a day later, and then I get to binge watch it and be like, <gasps> it's going to be good. And that is it for news. Uh, like, want to remind everybody. No new episode next week, but uh, two weeks from now, I am planning on doing an Ask Lord Horstocles segment. So if you have any advice questions you want to ask Miguel, or, or Lord Horstocles, rather, 
Uh, please send them in. You can email comicalpodcast at gmail.com. And I will tell you the perfect way to shave your balls without cutting them. This is like a, a Dear Abby sort of thing. Nice. So, so write in and ask him for advice, life advice on anything, and uh, he will give you his own personal brand of uh, <laughs> psychology <laughs> advice. <laughs> Which you always say, don't take this man's yeah, advice. <laughs> well, you know, for those of our listeners who don't know, Miguel actually is, uh, he does have his master's degree in psychology. So there's a little bit of legitimacy to this. Uh, <laughs> Legitimate that I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I still wouldn't trust it. <laughs> but uh, please send questions in. And even if they're not true, uh, you can send them in and make them as crazy as you want them to be. Uh, the Just more, don't be like Justin to make up stories and then make me like, what the hell? <laughs> the more crazy they are, the better. And I'm looking forward to hearing some of those. And I will tell you to leave your kids. You've done that before? <laughs> Uh, so just to remind everybody, please follow us on our social media. You can find us at facebook.com slash comical podcast or Twitter. I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And if you like the show, please give us a five-star review. And uh, we will be back in two weeks. Two weeks! So until that time, keep on laughing, bitches. You did not just do it in there. <laughs>